Well, what time? 11.33. Good morning, everybody. Happy Memorial Day weekend to you all. So listen, this Wednesday night is our first Wednesday. It's when we have our in-house service, and it's this coming Sunday is Pentecost Sunday. That's the birth of the church, 50 Pentecost, 50 days, amen? So this Wednesday night, we're going to have a little Pentecost in-house, if you know what I'm saying. If you've never been baptized with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, Wednesday night's your night, amen? Come on out. We're going to pray, and we're going to believe everyone's going to walk out that door, dog, door as a tongue-talking Christian, because it's a gift from the Holy Spirit to each and every one. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were seating, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and they all began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You know what? The Spirit has never left. He's never left. He's still here. Next week, we'll talk about the church and what Jesus Christ has done in the church on Sunday. But Wednesday night, 7 p.m., join us. There'll be a full children's ministry, team ministry. It's going to be a powerful night. Amen? God is good. And all the time. Let's have a word of prayer, and we'll get right into it. Father, we do bless you, and we thank you. Thank you for the beautiful weather after all this rain that we've had, Lord. It's just nice to see the sun, Lord. Nice to wake up this morning to that crisp northern New Jersey air, Lord. Just to smell. You could smell that there was lightning and rain. Everything was so fresh this morning, Lord. You're an awesome God. How that lightning helps things grow. How rain and just goes on and on. To understand the uh, one little iota of your wisdom would be just mind-boggling, Lord. Till that day when we see you face to face, we thank you for the strength that you've given us to be parents, to be leaders, to be whatever you have called us in this society, Lord. And we thank you, thank you for that. In Jesus' name, if you agree, would you say? Amen. What if I would have said, oh me? If you say, oh me? Amen. God is good. Turn to Galatians chapter 6. We're going to be wrapping up today this message. Never give up, never surrender. Amen. And we've been looking at different aspects of it. Today I want to talk about that God is always with us. Say that God is always with me. You know, sometimes I'll be honest. I'll, I'll be as honest as you are. Some days it just doesn't feel like he's close by. Anybody? Am I the only one? Some days you're kind of like, God, where's that red phone? You know, where's that direct line that we talk about? Just doesn't feel like it. I want to share with you again from Joyce Meyer's book. This is the book, Never Give Up. Powerful little book by Joyce. You know, when you think of a life of Joyce Meyer's, you know, she, her name became one of the most well-known names in the entire world. That's how far her ministry went around the world. They talk about Princess Diana, how everybody knew her. It's just amazing that God could take somebody that went through what this lady went through and look what he did with her. Yeah. To me, that just shows an open heart. Amen? 
And, you know, you know, we all hear about what her dad did and all that, but just study out how she started just running a little Bible study in her house, just meeting, no invitations to speak anywhere, on and on. Let me tell you, if Joyce Meyer said she would like to come to this church, she's got an open door, if you know what I'm trying to say. You know, I mean, this building just wouldn't be big enough for Joyce Myers, but how God can use people. And in this book, she wrote this this down, and it's so good. Some of you know it, but listen to the whole thing. It's pretty powerful. The story of Abraham Lincoln also amazed me, she said. In the face of many defeats, he had reason to believe that there was no way he could succeed in life or be president of the United States. At 22 years old, he failed in business. One year later, he ran for the legislator and lost. When he was 24, he experienced a second business failure. At 26, the woman he loved passed away, and he suffered a nervous breakdown the next year. Read about his life concerning his wife that he married. I think it was General Grant or somebody that... She was just chewing on him, chewing on him. And the general went up to Lincoln during this party and said, your wife, you know, she is a real crazy lady. And he says, you only had to sit with her for an hour. I live with her. (laughs) Said the general looked at him and said, I'm sorry, and walked away. They said that Lincoln as president would walk through the streets of Washington, D.C., totally depressed of what was going on with this woman. An interesting book. It was by Dale Carnegie, actually, that wrote from people that were still with Lincoln during that generation. So it's a pretty old book and explains some of the stuff that that went on. It's pretty mind-boggling, mind-boggling. Interesting book. At 22 years old, he failed. When he was 24, he experienced a second all right, up to, up to this woman. All right. When he was 29, he lost another political race, and at 34, he made an unsuccessful run for Congress. At 37, he did get elected to Congress, only to be defeated again two years later. At 46, he lost his bid for the Senate, and the next year, he failed his attempt to become the vice president. When he was 49, he was defeated for the Senate again. He had four sons, but only one lived to adulthood. But at 51 years of age, Abraham Lincoln was elected president of the United States and successfully led the country through one of its most difficult periods. Many people would have said, no way, but Lincoln, he never gave up. Write that, put that somewhere in your house. I will not give up, Pastor. My kids are driving me crazy. I will not quit. This sickness doesn't seem to want to live. I will not quit. Amen. In addition to the well-known people who had persevered, there have been countless others whose names we do not know, but whose failures or mistakes became some of the best-known, best-selling product in the world today. For example, ivory soap. How many here were brought up with ivory soap? And I don't mean Sister Anna putting it in our mouth when we cursed in school. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? Ivory soap was never intended to float. It floats because of a manufacturer's error, and its buoyancy is the quality that distinguishes it from every other soap on the market. Ain't that the truth? 
That thing used to float all over my bathtub. Amen. Still does. No, no, just kidding, just kidding. Also, listen to this one, interesting. The material used to manufacture Kleenex tissues was originally intended to be used to make filters in a gas mask during World War I, but it did not work. It also failed as a cold cream remover. But when someone decided to package it and market it in the form of a disposable handkerchief, well, you know the rest of the stories. We've got them all over the place in here, right? I believe you are destined, this is Joyce speaking now, I believe you are destined to do great things. God created you for a purpose. He has opportunities he wants to give you and assignments with which he wants to entrust to you. I'm sure you have realized by this point in your life that you will face oppositions as you follow God. Anybody think? Mm. People who are called to greatness meet great challenges. He never promised us it would be easy. In fact, he guarantees us adversities, thank you, in his word. He also promises to be with us through difficulties, to fight on our behalf, to strengthen us, to overcome any obstacle we confront, and to give us the ability to overcome them under one condition. You guys ready for the condition? That we never give up. We will win. <laughs> There's no if, what's, or buts about it. We're going to win. It's just never giving up while you're going through. You know, the Bible says about Jesus, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despised the shame. The joy that was set before Jesus was to present us to the Father. That's his love for us. It's an amazing love, hard for our little brains to comprehend at time. But this love is so rich and so real that Jesus was willing to go through all that he went through. In church family, there are stuff, things you are going through with your children, things that you are going through with your mate, with your job, with people around you. But I say to you today, don't give up. Victory might be a day away, a month away, or a year away. I don't know that. That's between you and God. Yeah. Amen? Amen? No matter what comes your way, refuse to quit. Amen. Please write that. Yeah. I don't know about you. I don't remember stuff all the time. But when it's written down, when it's a little card in your pocket, and you're ready to pull your hair out, you pull out the card that says, never quit. Don't give up. Never quit. Don't give up. Never quit. Yeah. Amen, Kathy? Yeah. Sometimes you feel like quitting. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to say, and I've said it, Lord, now would be a nice time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God knows the day or an hour, we don't know it. That's so right. we have to keep on keeping on. Yeah. First Corinthians 1 9, this is the message Bible. God, who got you started in this spiritual adventure, shares with us the life of his son and our master Jesus. He will never give up on you. Never forget that. Wow, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah. He will never give up on you. Never forget that. Hold that dear to your heart. Yeah. God is with you no matter what's going on right now. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. All right, are you in Galatians chapter 6 yet? Yeah. Yep, Galatians 6, 7. This has been our foundation scripture. We're going to wrap this up today. 
Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Now watch. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And I said this first service, Diane's message on Wednesday night, it was online, our online service on Wednesday night, this past Wednesday, was probably one of the best teachings I've ever heard on this scripture right here. Whatever a man sows, that shall he reap. She brought out a revelation that really hit me. See, I get revelations from my wife. Amen? And that revelation was every seed has a time factor within it. A tomato seed has a different time factor for the fruit development than an apple tree has. Come on, talk to me, guys. We plant seeds, the incorruptible word of God within us. But there are time factors on that seed. But it's as we sow, we shall also reap. Are you with me, guys? Now, we all want to look at the time. Why isn't it happened? No, we need to plant the seed. Now, follow me on this, what I'm going to say. And this is a little side journey on this. The seed is incorruptible. The, the Bible says it like this. You plant the seed, you go to sleep, and it grows. It gives you the stalk, it gives you the blades, and then it gives you the air. How? We don't know. But there is something that can hinder that seed from growing. Amen. And you know what it is? The soil. The soil. The Bible talks about different kinds of soil. It talks about wayward soil, which is kind of that dusty soil on the side of a road. And then it also talks about stony soil. And then it talks about thorny soil. And then it talks about good soil. But it says even with good soil, you're going to produce 30, 60, or 100-fold. Now, God's word is incorruptible. True? It's perfect. The word of God is perfect. And Peter says it's the incorruptible seed. But what's going on in my heart? Yeah. Proverbs 4.23 says, it says, <laughs> boy, you know, I had another scripture I want to give you and I didn't want to mix the two together. Guard or keep your heart with all diligence. Adam and Eve did not keep the garden. God said to Adam, he was the one that was in charge. Keep the garden. Look up the word keep there. It's the same word in Proverbs 4.23, which means guard it. When something has to be guarded, that means there's an intruder. Intruder alert, intruder alert. Guard the garden, Adam. Watch over it. God is saying to us, guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it flows the issues of life. Now catch what I'm going to say right now. This is so powerful. How do I know the condition of my heart? What comes out of your mouth? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What's inside you will come out of you. Now follow me. When we're in church and we're hallelujah I'm talking about when somebody says something to you and you don't agree. When the boss tells you to do something and you don't want to. 
when your husband says something or your wife says something, you go, talk to me, guys. That's when you find out. And I don't, I don't take that as a condemnation. I take that as a judging. What is inside me? What have I planted? What have I done? Maybe there's some, maybe the reason there's not answer to prayer in our lives could be that we need to slow down and talk to the Father and say, what's going on inside me, Lord? Is it stony? Would you help me, Holy Spirit, to eliminate some of these stones in my life? Because herein is the Father glorified that we bear much fruit. So if I want to bear much fruit, but yet there's a whole bunch of stones in there, there's a whole bunch of thorns in there, I have to deal with that first before I'm ever going to get an answer to prayer. So maybe we have to say today, the reason I'm not getting answer to prayer is because of the condition of my Heart. Now, don't take that as a condemnation. Take that as a good rebuke that the Bible says or a reproof that we can look within us and go, what is in my heart? Why do I fly off when something doesn't agree with me? Mm-hmm. Come on, talk yeah. to me, church. You can talk. You can say, ouch, ooch, whatever. You can say, give me a Band-Aid, whatever. <laughs> this tongue right here reveals what's down in here. It'll come right up and it'll show us because whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. So if I'm sowing good seed, why ain't I reaping a good harvest? Say you still love me, please. Say continue on with the regular message. Okay, let's go. Verse 8, for he who sows to the flesh, will of the flesh, reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit, will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Verse 9, but let us not grow weary. It's so easy to grow weary, church family. This life has a way of draining on you. There's no if, what's, or buts. But what I keep looking at is eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things that God has in store for us. Amen? So we keep pushing on. We don't quit. We don't put up the white flag. We don't surrender. We keep going on because we will never, never surrender. Amen. Look what he says. Lead us, let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. So again, as I said the first week, if he says, if we don't lose heart, that means what? I can lose heart. I can lose heart in my marriage, with my children, at my job, whatever it might be. It can come against me. It can. Say, I know. We all go through this. Amen? But watch what I'm going to talk about today because I want to get us at it. I want to talk about all the bad. I want to talk about how to overcome this. Ready? So last week we talked about the word discouragement, right? We saw this is one of the things that comes against us as we are living and believing God for victories. Amen? It comes against believers, non-believers, strong, weak people, spiritual, non-spiritual people. Things in life have a way of draining our joy. 
Joy is huge, guys. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is my strength. You notice it didn't say happiness. Happiness is based upon happenings. I get a new car. I'm happy. I get a debt in the car. I'm sad. Joy will get us through the new car experience and the debt experiences. Joy will get us through the, the celebrations of life and the crying times of life. Joy is a spiritual force given by us from God. And that's why it says in Nehemiah 8.10, the joy of the Lord is my strength. We saw how God had to encourage Joshua over and over and over. And he said to him, be strong, be courageous. Somebody gave me a t-shirt with that and I wore it, I, I believe this morning, for our prayer time, amen? He has been with Moses for 40 plus years, Joshua. He has seen some of the most amazing miracles. Now it's his turn to lead the people into the promised land. And God's got to have a little yap with him, amen? Let's see the yap. Go to Joshua 1.6. We looked at it last week, so I'm just going to pick out the verses, amen? Is that okay, church? All right. You can read it, verse 6 through 9. So here is God. He knows he's putting a big weight on Joshua, but he knows Joshua can do it. Yeah. You might say, I got a big weight on me. If you got a big weight, as Joyce just said a little while ago, God knows you can do it. You can run your race. You can finish it. Finish well. And here, well done, good, and faithful. So, hey, listen, I can't imagine going through a divorce that can drain. I can't imagine what Abraham Lincoln went through, that he would walk the streets totally depressed. I can't imagine that. Amen? But some of you are going through things like that right now. Depression, discouragement, divorce, separation, loss of job, gas that's going to be $5 just about any day now, on and on and on. Be strong. Be courageous. We're going to get through this, amen? And you'll see why in a moment. Go to verse 6, ready? So here's God talking to Joshua. Say it with me, the first six words. Be strong and of good courage. Go down to verse 7. Only, come on, say it with me. Be strong and very courageous. Now go to verse 8, and he tells them how to do it. And church family, if you would, I talked about this last week. If you would do this part, this is what changes the heart. Amen? Reading the Bible gets up here. Chewing on the Bible gets in here. And when I point here, you know what I'm talking about is our spirit, man, deep in us, right? Look what it says, ready? This book of the law, the Bible, that's all he had was five books back then. We have 66 now. Shall not depart from your mouth. So when you do it, you got to speak it. You say it. You confess it. But you shall meditate in it when? Day and night. How? For what reason? That you may observe to do all that is written therein. How is that possible, pastor? It's simple. Write a scripture that's really hitting you. Stick it on your mirror. Put it in the front of your steering wheel. Please keep an eyeball on the road. But every once in a while, look down and just say it over and over. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates 
day and night. Watch. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers. They didn't say one river. One river can dry out. Rivers. The person that meditates or takes time to ponder the word, get it deep within. What is he doing? He's letting the rivers flow. Yeah. And Jesus said out of the, Jesus said, oh gosh, Tom, come on. Jesus said, out of his belly shall flow rivers, rivers of living water. Do you see where we're going here, guys? It's getting the word from here to here. And that takes a little bit more than just going to church one day a week. Right. F.F. Yeah. F. F. Bosworth said in the great book, Christ the Healer, he said, you know, many Christians, they'll eat three full meals a day and snacks, but then they'll only eat one spiritual meal a week, and they expect to be strong. Right. Chew on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. I'm try I try to get, act towards the Word of God like I would act towards a meal. If I eat three times a day, and I probably eat more than that, shame on me, I try to get into the Word of God during different times of the day. Right. And there's all different ways. God has given us such variety. You can listen to it. You can listen to preachers. You can read it. You can read a book. You can watch it on television. There's so many ways to grow in your faith. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. So think about that. Next time you eat a meal, say, why don't I just read two or three scriptures right. after each meal? They say Smith Wigglesworth, he was, yeah, some of you heard some of his stories. If you haven't, get, get some of his books. But they say he would walk into a restaurant, he'd see everybody eating. He'd stand up, get his glass, clank on it. Since I see none of you have prayed over your meal, I will lead you. <laughs> and then when he would get done with his meal, he says, now that we have fed our earthly man, Let's take a moment to feed our spiritual man. And he'd take out his black little New Testament and he would just read a portion of scripture that was based mostly on faith and healing because that was his ministry. And what they say, he raised 13 people from the dead and, and on and on the miracles that this man had. That's somebody I'd like to follow after. Yeah, amen. amen? Yeah. I want to follow after losers. I want to follow after people that see miracles. Amen. That seen God do something, amen? What do they do, amen? Then look what he says. He goes, that you meditate therein. For then you will make your way prosperous. I have to ask today, is your way prosperous? If you say it's really not, then why don't you try this secret right here? Yeah. Instead of saying I got to work five jobs or work 90 hours a week or do this, why don't you try meditating in the word of God day and night? Try it for 30 days and see what happens. Yeah. See if favor starts falling your way. It's not hard. I'm not telling you to memorize. I'm telling you just open it up. Put it on your phone. This book of the law shall not depart out of my mouth. I shall meditate therein day and night. Just ponder it. Ponder it. Speak it out. Say it. Say it over your family. Maybe you got kids that are rebellion. Find scriptures. Train up a child the way he should go. When he's old, will not depart from it. My children will not depart from God. Instead of letting worry, fear, doubt, and unbelief settle in, find what the Word of God says. Now, look, you're going to have days. You're going to have days where you're going, ah! 
She just kept right back on track. Amen? I used to say it like when we used to have our figure eight speed things when we were kids. You know, we didn't have it on TV. So you put on the track. You remember? Anybody remember that? It had the two little copper leads at the bottom, and it had a, a little peg. And once that peg jumped off the track, because us guys want to go as fast as we can, you had to take it and put it back on. The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Though he stumble and fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. Amen? We're going to fall. We're going to make mistakes. Get back on track. Here's what happens lots of times. We, We mess up. We go, I failed. God don't love me. Let's stick with the word. Let me show you what God says about that. Amen? So, then you'll make your way prosperous. You will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Would you read the next part? Ready? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Here's how it says, it says in the NLT. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Didn't say he's with you only until you blow it. Amen. Amen. How many here watch us on YouTube? Does anybody ever watch a service on YouTube? Can somebody do me a favor today? Me and Hannah have been going back and forth with this. We are at 999 people that are subscribed to YouTube. Will one of you go on and be our 1,000? So me and Hannah can go, way, look at that. We've been looking, 9.97. That's not a big deal, but it's kind of our little goof thing that we have. Amen. So we'll see. Hannah, we're going to go up to 1,500 today. No. God spoke over and over to Joshua to be strong, to walk by faith and not by sight. And he's telling us the same today. Church family, sometimes it's downright scary, but we have God's promises that will always be there for us. I'm going to speed through now. Go to Romans 8.31. Let's look at the New Testament and what it says. Romans 8.31, ready? What then shall we say to these things? Come on, say it. If God is for me, who can be against me? Write that down. Put it somewhere. God is for me. God is on my side. I'm on his side. God is for me. Matthew 28, 19 says, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. It doesn't say the end of the world. People go at their signs, the end of the world. The world is not going to end. The age is going to end. This evil world is going to end when Jesus sets up his kingdom. So it's all good. If you like the earth, it's going to be a lot better. Don't be afraid of the Lord's return. It's going to be awesome. This world with no mosquitoes. This world, all the beauty. Do you understand the beauty that you see right now is under a curse? And it still squeezes through? Imagine what it's going to look like when the Lord returns. They, they have found a cluster of stars, millions and millions of stars in one cluster that you can't even see through it. They say, can you imagine the beauty of this area, every color, every starlight just reflecting there? We're going to be able to see that one day. 
But the reason God didn't put us there and put us here is that we could see it all. What a God we serve. What a God we serve. Church family, a promise is a promise. So if God said it, that he would never leave us, that in the midst of every trial that we go through, he will not leave us. He said in John 16, 33, amplified, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence in the world. You will have tribulations, trials, distress, frustration. Anybody got a couple of them? How many got some of them right now? Pastor, get done. I'm hungry. Okay. Be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident. Be certain. Be undaunted. Why? For I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of its power to harm, harm you and conquered it for you. Church family, we know that we have an amazing future waiting for us. Amen. When that trumpet sounds, this is done. Amen. Done. But we're still here in this world right now. And we got to learn how to overcome in this world. Go to Romans 8.36. Romans 8.36. As it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep to the slaughter. That's how this world sees us. Sees us as a bunch of sheep. Can't wait till God gets us out of here. And this world will only last seven years. That's it. Look at verse 37. Yet in all these things, we are, say with me, more than conquerors through him that loves us. Watch what he says. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, they kill us, we go with the Lord. We live out our life, we go with the Lord. Nor angels, nor demons, or powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creative thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. It would behoove us to meditate on the love of God. Because sometimes we're not loved by people. Sometimes our kids say, I hate you or our mate on. But God always loves us, always. As we stay secure in Christ and know that we are one with him, the devil will fight us, and the Bible tells us what to do. Turn to 1 Timothy 6.12, and this is kind of where we're going to gear this and wrap up in this area. He makes, Paul makes it an interesting statement by the Spirit of God. Look what he says. Fight the good fight of faith. You notice he didn't say fight the bad fight? <laughs> fight even though you get bleedy and bloodied and everything else. Look what he says. Fight the good fight of faith, to me, that's a verb, right? That's an action word. We have to fight. We have to do something. Now watch. Lay hold. Another action word on eternal life. You got to lay hold of it. Take it. Jesus said the violent, take it by force. There are times you got to say, devil, there ain't no way this is going to happen on my watch. And you just stand there, man. You just stand there and you say, no way. Let me tell you something. Guys that are dating, young, old, whatever, there is no person on planet Earth more, worth more to you than Jesus Christ. Amen. You might say, I'm lonely. Make him your husband. Yes. Make him your wife, if you know what I'm trying to say. Yes. Make him the lover of your soul. Right. 
Yeah, I understand. You, you know, it's nice to have somebody there, but just to have somebody in bed with you is not worth it. When you can have Almighty God, His glory, His pleasure, His favor, no matter where you go, He's with you. For these measly 70, 80 years that we get down here, give me a break. Give it all to God. Amen. When I got saved at 17, I never looked back. I kept going forward. Doesn't, didn't say I didn't sin, didn't make a mistake. Plenty of those. That doesn't matter to God. It's all, all under the blood of Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Amen. But my heart, my passion is for the Lord. Amen. Look what he says here. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of eternal life to which you are also called and have confessed. The good confession in the presence of many witnesses. This is from a commentary. I believe it's Andrew Warmack commentary. An outstanding commentary. Free online if you want to check it out. Some people think there is no such thing as a good fight. They are only interested in the things that come effortless. Easy. Hmm. The Christian fight is good because it has already been won by Christ. All we believers are doing is enforcing Jesus's victory. Yes. Yeah, that's good. Boy, chew on that. Yeah. That makes it a good fight. Many have gone through what we're going through, and many have won. Many have lost also. I can name probably hundreds and hundreds of people that aren't here today that aren't serving the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Why? What happened? Life comes against all of us. Yeah. Sometimes it stinks. Yeah. Sometimes it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Amen? All right, keep going on. Many have gone through what we go, we're going through, and many have won. They sought the Lord, and they came out. They came through stuff, and I believe we can come also. Get through it, amen? Yeah. In Psalm 34, 4, it says, I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and he delivered me out of all my fears. Yeah. Look what it says there, guys. If you're battling fear, you're battling anxiety, write this verse. You're battling panic attacks. When I was going through some anxiety, panic in my life, Diane knows this is a verse constantly. I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me out of all my fears. God, you have delivered me out of this fear. This anxiety cannot stay in my life. And you battle it. You get your sword out. No, you get them rocks out of you. No, I'm not going to give in to this fear. I'm not going to give in to being afraid because COVID and now monkeypox, you know, every little thing they want to bring out now. I am not going to get into fear about heights or, or spiders or whatever. You fight these things. If you're battling panic attacks, you don't have to live that way. But there might be a battle. There might be a battle, but fight the good fight of faith. The violent, take it by force. Yeah. In Psalm 34, verse 17 through 19, this is the NLT. The Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue every time. Wow, that's Didn't say we're not going to have some troubles. What he says is God will get us through it. Amen. There are days that I go through a little bit of hell on earth, if you know what I'm trying to say. And then the next day, everything seems to work out. 
I put this system in my house, couldn't get that stupid thing to work for anything. Finally left it alone, called the, the customer support hours working. They couldn't do it. What was it, yesterday or the day before yesterday? I just felt, call them again. Got a different person. She walked me through it. I said, yeah, but they did that. They said, yeah, just try it. I tried it. Worked like that. I gave her a hallelujah. I said, girl, I'm going to give you a hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And she's just giggling on the other end. I did it. I did it. Sometimes it's like life. It just doesn't seem to work. All the problems come all at once. Lowe's owed me 100 bucks. When I, when I call them, you go through one of these 20-hour wait on their line. Finally, I wrote him a Tom Fiola letter. You're Lowe's for crying out loud. Take care of this. Got $100 the next day. Actually, a couple days later. But you didn't say you get all fried out instead of saying, Lord, show me what to do. And then wait a little bit. We live in a very, very, very loud world. So we have no time to just Get quiet. Well, we do have time, but we don't take it. Noise everywhere. Listen, God's not going to change. We all know that the law of gravity works in New Jersey and works in Moscow, right? If it worked here and it didn't work there, that would make it a phenomena, not a law, right? God is not going to change for you or for me. He changes not. He has given us his way, and we need to find that and do it that way. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus will set us free from the law of sin and death. Well, pastor, I know you've believed for stuff and haven't seen it. I believe for other things and did see it. You got to keep on keeping on. I don't know all the answers. One day we will. Till then, you keep on chucking, right? The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to his rescue each time. We see so many Bible people that have had some pretty rough stuff, yet they endured, and I don't mean endured, uh, they fought through, and at the end they won. Joseph, Job, Jesus, Ruth, Naomi, Esther, Paul, Peter, you can go on and on. Hebrews 10.35, this is the NLT. So do not throw away this confidence. Trust In the Lord, remember the great reward it brings you. Patience, endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. Wow, there's a scripture, huh? Now the next part, I love this next part. It talks about the coming of the Lord. For in just a little while, the coming one, he will come and not delay. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Let's wrap up here. New King James. Go ahead and flip over there. I love this scripture. It talks about the heavenly host. Our loved ones I've already shared with you. Those that have gone before us, they don't know when you make mistakes. They don't know you're remarried or this or that. But what they do know is what you're doing spiritually. How you're growing spiritually. How the kids are being born again and on and on. They see the spiritual things, not the natural things. Amen. All this natural stuff is going to pass away. 
Verse 1, therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, man, we got our loved ones there, let us lay aside, there's that verb, there's that action word, every way, what's the hindrances, and the sins which so easily ensnare us, and let us run with patience, or this says endurance, the race that is set before us. Every seed has a different growth factor, right? We said that a little while ago. Every race is different. No. Your race might be 70 years. Your race might be 60 years. Whatever it is, run it. Yeah. Maybe you get born again, and the next day the rapture happens. You had a one-day race. Yeah. Right. Whatever it is. Man, you got to heaven. Praise the Lord. How do we run this race? It's real simple. Here it is. Ready? Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Remember when I taught on, on this scripture many years ago, I brought out, nothing would be worse to buy a book and read it, but the author never finished it. Yeah. What would you do with that book? I'd return it. Some of you would say, Chuck, it. no, I want my $24.99 back. <laughs> Amen? I'd return that book. But Jesus began the work in you. He will finish the work in you. Yeah. Amen? The, he is the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. He has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So as we wrap this up today, we say we are to never give up. We are to never surrender. Why? Because we are more than conquerors through him that loves us. Maranatha, church family. Maranatha. Amen. God is good. All right, next week's going to be a little different. Wednesday and Sunday, we're going to hit on Pentecost. We are a church that believes in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the workings of the Holy Spirit, the goodness of the Holy Spirit. Then we have a whole new series that's going to be so good for June, you don't want to miss it. Amen? Amen? Let's wrap up. Again, those that order the Revelation Reveal book, they're in the bookstore. Also, I told you we're redoing the bookstore. Many have asked for giant print Bibles and large print. Yeah, it, it is kind of small, that, some of that print. We did get some of them in there. Let us know. I'll try to get us, you know, the things that you want. All right? Amen. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you that Jesus is Lord. We thank you for our prayer meeting that we're going to have in a little bit, Lord. Anybody's welcome. If you'd like to join us for a little bit, it'll be in about 15 minutes. Father, I thank you that we fight the good fight of faith, but our fight is in you. And our fight is to get to the point of rest, Lord. Kind of that oxymoron, fight but rest. But that's what you want from us. You want us to dig in, then rest in you. I thank you for everybody that took time to be here on this Memorial Day weekend, Lord. And I pray, Father, pray for them and their families in Jesus' name. I want to wrap up today, if you don't mind, praying it with me. Go to Psalm 91. And this is always a crazy weekend with many accidents, many things that happen. But let's pray protection over ourselves and our family. Would that be okay as a closing prayer today? All right. Just bow your heads as you're finding that. If you're here today and you have never asked Jesus into your heart, you would like to receive him as your Lord and Savior. Pray this prayer with me. We'll all pray together to help you. Say this with me. My dear God in heaven, I believe today that Jesus Christ he is the Son of God. I believe that he died on the cross 
that he rose on the third day. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I thank you for forgiving me of my sins and accepting me today into your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. No one looking around. If you're making a decision for the Lord today or you're rededicating your life or you're not sure yet, we'd like to give you a free gift to help you in your spiritual adventure. Amen? This gift is free. I will not ask you to stand or come to the front. An altar worker will bring it personally to you. So if you are receiving Jesus for the very first time, rededicating your life, or you're just not sure yet, but you would still like this package. No one looking around between you, Almighty God, myself, and one altar worker that'll come to you. Just slip your hand up, let them see it, and they'll come right to you and give you this free gift. If you don't have a Bible, there's a card in the inside. Take it to the bookstore. It'll give you a free New Testament, our gift to you. All right? We're all believers. Okay. You got Psalm 91 ready? Here we go. We're going to read it together. I'm reading from the New King James Version to help you. Amen. They put it up on the screen for you. Thank you, guys, up there. That's sweet of you. Ready? Here we go. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover us with His feathers, and under His wings we shall take refuge. His truth will be our shield and buckler. We will not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrows that fly by day, nor of the pestilence that walk in darkness, nor of the destruction that lay waste at noonday. Thousand may fall at our side, ten thousand at our right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest we dash our foot against a stone. We shall tread upon the lion and the cobra. The young lion and the serpent we shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, God says, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. Father, we thank you for this beautiful day that you blessed us with. Now your blessings upon your people. I thank you, Lord, that we have prayed Psalm 91. Now we say that you have made us the and not the tail, above only and not beneath that in all our ways and endeavors that we are highly favored and deeply loved. We are blessed to be a blessing. God bless you. You asked for in-house Wednesday night. We'll be here. Come and join us.